And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL. And you might even be listening on our new business station as well a little bit later in the day. My name's John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. And this is a big weekend. This is a big weekend in Florida. It's a big weekend in a lot of places. And it's a big weekend because the Daytona 500 is coming up. And with us on the phone is uh, Eddie Wood. And Wood Brothers and uh, is uh, you guys have been around for a long time, Eddie. Yeah, we really have. Uh, my dad uh, started our team in 1950 and um, raced his first NASCAR race, I guess, uh, in 1953. So yeah, we've been around a while. We had 65th anniversary last year, so we're old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and one of the things you guys have always been credited for, you guys were credited for the modern pit stop, right? Well, yeah, kind of. They they didn't really invent the pit stop. I think it was always there. Uh, ben Hur may have even had that <laughs> way back in the day, but they kind of uh, sized it out and you know made better air guns and uh, quicker jacks. That was like one pump jacks and this. They practiced at it, worked at it. You know, they realized that they could gain a lot of time on pit road. Um, that was just, you know, easier to do that than it was actually passing cars. So uh, they just sort of refined it. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, nice compliment. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it really is, and and uh, like you said, in a lot of cases, it was uh, you were faster in the pits, which made you faster out on the on the track, which made you winners. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you're, you're sitting in the pits, and if you can, you know, be a second quicker than the next guy, uh, if you're at a place like, uh, you know, a speedway, mm-hmm. uh, it's a football field a second, and, and maybe even more. And, you know, that's that's hard to make up on a racetrack. It certainly is. And uh, you guys have had a, pretty much a lifelong relationship with Ford, right? Yeah, we've been with Ford Motor Company uh, the entire time. Um, our dad's first first race car was a 39 ford coupe and uh we raced mercury's in the 70s which was a ford product and my dad run i think it was a, a lincoln about four races but uh, we've never raced anything but ford motor company products and uh that's one thing we're really proud of yeah it, it's that's amazing to have that kind of relationship and especially as ford has you know, you're, you've been with them as long as they, you know, been with you through all kinds of, you know, with Ford's financial problems. You guys, you guys still hung in together. Yeah, actually, you know, when uh, you know the economy was was not really, you know, doing that well, and and um, you know the the car business was was um, was hurting. They stayed in racing. They stayed with us, and uh, that was, uh, you know, that really meant a lot because. You got to have, uh, you know, you got to have really good support from the manufacturer as well as your other sponsors. But it always starts with with the uh, manufacturer and Ford Motor Company. Uh, you know, it was actually started because of a race with with Henry Ford back in 1901. So uh, they've been in it from the from the get go. Yeah, and uh, that uh, those early those early cars, they were. Uh you know, you, you look at you look at the cars of today, and you look at those early cars, and I don't know something about something about driving in a car where somebody else is your throttle guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we've got a picture uh, in our museum in Virginia of, of that, and that uh, that's a really cool thing the way they did that, and that that particular car that Henry used uh, in 1901 is actually in the uh, Henry Ford Museum there in Dearborn, and. Uh, it's it's the real car. It's not a replica or mm. anything like that. So that's that's pretty amazing. 
Yeah, it really is. And for people that have never been to the Henry Ford Museum, whatever the excuse is to get to Dearborn or Detroit, go over to the Henry Ford Museum. It's worth it's you could spend you could spend days in there. Yeah, exactly. They've got you know, they've got the big museum. It's not just like a an automobile museum. It's it's a history museum about America and it's got um it's got a, a, a spin off deal beside of it called uh Green Greenfield Village. Yep. And uh that thing has got the original Ford dealership that Henry Ford had. It's got his his home and it's not replicas. Back in, you know, the day Mr. Ford had people go get it. You know, go go piece by piece and yep. bring it bring it there and rebuild it. Yeah. It's truly amazing. No, there was some there was some thought at one point that out here in Massachusetts Henry Ford was gonna settle but Something he got in a fight with somebody and mo changed his mind, but but, but he's he's <laughs> yeah. still the Ford family still has some. They have I uh, I think what is actually the oldest inn in the United States where you can still ride a horse up to is out here in Massachusetts, and I think it's still owned by the Ford family. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Something I, like that. So I'll have, I'll have to check on that. Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah, the Wayside Inn in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Henry Ford's pictures hanging all over the inside of it. So really, yeah. the White Side. Is that what you call it? Uh, wayside. Wayside in. Wayside. Yeah, Wayside okay. in, yeah. Something like that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll have to check yeah. on that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so what's, uh, uh, you know, you guys, you guys have, uh, I think I saw it a couple of places, you guys are the winning, winningest most team in NASCAR history, right? Well, we've won, we've, we're, the, we're the oldest, and we've won a race in every decade since we began. Uh, Richard Petty's group is probably the top. Um, you know, Richard won 200 races. We run 90, 98 races, but uh, we've won more in a, in a Ford Motor Company product than, than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it's a, you can have a pretty amazing history. So the Daytona 500 is coming up. You got a young new driver. Tell us about him. Yeah, we got uh, Ryan Blaney is our is our is our driver this year. Uh, he's 22 years old, and um, Ryan has probably been racing for 15 years. Maybe longer than that. I think his dad started him in, in go karts uh, when he was about four or five years old. So uh, he's uh, already got the seat time so far as learning how to race. And uh, we finished third uh, Thursday night in the uh, the qualifying races, and uh, he did a really good job. And looking forward to this year. We're going to run all the races this year, and uh, I think uh, once he settles in, he's he's one of the next uh, big names in NASCAR. And I met him, and he's just a nice kid. Yeah, very nice kid. Yeah, just and, when you I think, mean, just when you think that twenty-year-olds are all knuckleheads. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he's not that way. I mean, he's very quiet. Yep. Uh, very serious about his racing. He, he he's very low maintenance. There's no baggage with him. I mean, he's just he's just exactly what you want. And uh, you know, we're really lucky to have him. Yeah, and and how do you find how do you find these young guns? Uh, well, they just, you know, they, they start racing when they're kids and, you know, the ones that seem to excel, they became known, became, you know, uh, people noticed them and, uh, actually Roger Pinsky, uh, uh, signed Ryan, um, uh, as a rookie a mm -hmm. couple of years ago. And, uh, he's actually on loan to us. Uh, he's really, uh, uh, contracted by team Pinsky. Mm. Which is our Ford partner, and uh, we, we have an alliance with Team Penske, so uh, it all really works out really well. 
Yeah, it, it does. And we're talking with Eddie Wood, co-owner of the number 21 Motorcraft Quick Lane Ford Fusion car. And uh, and it's it's Daytona 500 weekend. It's it's the big weekend down in Florida. And it looks like you got the right temperatures for it. What's what's the whole what's the whole feel like? Uh, for the Daytona 500, what you know, what what are what are the fans feeling there out there? What do the drivers feel? This is a legendary race, right? Yeah, this is our biggest race. This is our Super Bowl, and and unlike the NFL, we run our uh, Super Bowl first, and it's always been that way. Uh, this race goes back to uh, the late 40s uh, when they raced on the sand, actually on the beach. But uh, our dad raced on the beach. And uh, he's 90 now. He's actually down here. It's his 70th Daytona Speed Weeks in a row. Wow. He's always always driven down, never flown. Uh, so he, we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, that's that's ama- that's amazing, and that's you know that's that's great. And you and you guys have had some great history out there. And uh, you know, I, I, did I did I hear something about you were you were challenging Danica to some kind of yoga posing? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, so I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I, I uh, when I was a kid, I took uh, gymnastics, and I could, I was pretty good at standing on my head. That's about all I could ever do. <laughs> and uh, she, you know, Danica puts all this uh, stuff up on social media with yoga, and you know, she does back bends. She can walk on her hands. I mean, she, she can do anything. So I said, I'm not gonna stand on my head. So I did it. Somebody <laughs> caught it on, on, on the phone or something, but. No, I, I can't. I can't go anywhere near what she can do. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I saw the video. You stand on your head. It was pretty impressive. I don't like. I can't do that. That's for sure. So. <laughs> I don't think I can do it again. <laughs> uh, and you know, and when it comes when it comes time to you know putting a a, a winning team together, how important is. Uh, you know the driver is really important, but how how about the rest of the team itself? How do you get everybody to work together? How do you get your crew chief to do what they need to do and really get that team to work as just one one unit? Well, I mean, you know, it, it it is a team, and um, you know we we have a technical alliance with Team Penske, and uh, you know they do our engineering and actually build build the cars and hang the bodies on them, and it's just a, a you know it's like any other team. It's like this. It's like football, baseball, whatever. Everybody's got to pull together. Everybody's got their own spot that they're responsible for. And you've got one leader, uh, which is the crew chief, and his responsibility is to make sure everybody does what they're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, we bring about 20 people to the racetrack every weekend to get mm-hmm. it done. And, um, you know, you got your pit crew. They fly in on Sundays. And uh, that's a whole different group of people that just comes in and they change tires and you know, get fuel the car during the race. They don't actually work on the race car. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's 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 a big te- it's a big team with a lot of people. Yeah, well, I, you you watch it and uh, you it is it is one choreographed movement out there. When you see the car come in, it's up on the jacks. The tires are off. Fuel's going in. Windshield's clean. Check on the driver. It's some pretty amazing stuff that goes on all at once. Oh yeah, we um, we had a competition um, with the other Pinsky guys uh, before we came down here they do that every year just you know you dread you put on it, it's like a dress rehearsal but it's real yep. real race cars real you know real tires real fuel and everybody's got on their uniforms helmets and everything and uh, those those three teams were down in the tent 
I'm talking about 10 seconds for yep. four tires. Wow. And, uh, that's pretty amazing. It, um, when we were, I changed tires for 20 years, uh, you know, back in the, up until like the mid nineties. And we were like at 15 seconds and that was a great stop. Then mm. <laughs> yeah. now they're down 10 seconds. And in fact, I don't know that we got down in 15. We, we were probably more like 17 or 18. But, yeah. uh, you know, the guns are different. The way they do it is different. You know, everything is, is changed. It's like any other sport or business. You know, that people keep coming up with faster guns, better jacks, stronger people. You know, the people that that are on our crew, um, actually our jack man, uh, was an NFL player. I was going to say, they look like football players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they work out. That, that's their job. They work out. Um you know, every day, and you know they're very, very strong people, yeah, and very quick. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's amazing stuff, and just the idea that you know pulling it all together. You know, as you you know, you've been involved with this for so long, and the family for longer than that. Um, are you? Are you? How can I put this so maybe you can answer it without getting in trouble? You still a, you still a happy NASCAR team owner? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you go to the racetrack and and you got fast cars. Um, you're happy. Yeah. Uh, you go to the racetrack and you're not, not so fast. You're not so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we've been there too. Yeah. You know, fortunately, but, we're, you know, right now we're in a, in a really good spot because we've got really, really good cars and, um, you know, really good driver, good pit crew. It's, uh, the whole, the whole effort is, is, uh, as good as we've ever had it. Yeah. And you're okay with all the rule changes and everything else and, yeah, you just yeah. kind of go with, you yeah. just kind of flow yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the business. Yeah. Um, it's it's been like that ever since I was a kid. You know, they come up with a different rule, they change it, and you complain about it. You don't want to do it. It's wrong. Well, then you go ahead and do it. Yeah. It's okay. Well, I guess if <laughs> if you if you love if you love is racing and you want to win and you change the rules, you got to go with the rules and do the best you can, and uh, you know, just go from there. Yeah, and yeah. it's just uh, you know, all sports have rule changes that you know. And they're always trying to make it better. Yep. You know, nobody nobody changes the rule to make it to make it worse. And um, usually, uh, you know, through the years when NASCAR changes a rule, uh, at the time you may argue with it and think it's wrong, but you give it a little bit of time, and it usually unfolds to where hey, you know, they, they were probably right. <laughs> you know, yeah. You don't never. You may not ever admit it, but yeah, they they they, do, they get they get it right more than they get it wrong. Well, that's uh, well, that's that's good to hear. And uh, is it is it still is it still the uh, uh, the same old story though? If it's not in a rule book, it must be legal. Yeah, 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 yeah kind you know, of. <laughs> yeah, they, they you know they they make them as they go along, but usually the rules that are made is because somebody got creative and like thought of something no one had ever thought of, and they do it and like, mm, well, then they make a rule. And uh, it's hard to keep a secret. Yeah. But, uh, I, if, if someone finds something and it, you know, helps the car, there's you you park side by side with not your teammate. Yeah. You can be beside your worst enemy in there. Yeah. Or your biggest competitor, and they're always looking. And you know, people's got phones now, and you know, it's spy versus spy anymore. It's, it's and everybody's. They're looking, but they're not looking. Yeah, and so it's really hard to keep a secret. I'm not going to say that never happens with Patriots football. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to play every, every every everything to your advantage. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, Eddie, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy weekend. I know you're busy down there, and uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, great talking to you. You know, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but uh, this past summer, I, I met you out at the Ford AAA Auto Skills event out in Dearborn, out in the lawn of the, uh, out in the lawn of the uh, uh, Ford Motor Company. I got to chit chat with you in front of the crowd and talk to Ryan, and it was all, it was just a great time. And uh, thanks, thanks for that as well. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah okay. That was All a good right. time. I, I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Eddie, thanks, and uh, good luck to you and the team. Uh, always a pleasure. Okay. Now, that, the name of that, that uh, place was Wayside? The, yeah, the, the Wayside Inn in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Okay. You okay, can I'm ride gonna... your horse there, tie it up, and go in and have a beer. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see uh, Mr. Edsel Ford here later on this morning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some info on that. There you go. His, his, uh, his, his father's hanging in the lobby. Cool. All okay. right. Take Thank care. You. Yep. Bye bye. That was uh, Eddie Wood of Wood Brothers Racing. They're running the the number twenty one team. That's the uh, number twenty one car. They've they've had that number twenty one forever and ever and ever. And uh, young Mister Blaney is going to be behind the wheel of that. And he's one fast guy. Why don't we take a break? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM nine fifty WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Take a couple minutes here. Collect their thoughts, and I bet we're going to be talking to Craig Fitzgerald when we come back. Are you being denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates? At CreditRepair.com, we know life happens. Divorce, medical bills, student loans, and many other reasons why credit scores fall. That's why at CreditRepair.com, we're committed to helping folks get the second chance they deserve to improve their credit. CreditRepair.com is actually acting as an advocate for me. Things that I thought when you paid them off, they were still on there. Things that I didn't even know were on there were on there, but they got them removed. I feel they're doing what they said they'd do and beyond. I'm not going to abuse this second chance that they gave me. I'm in the process now of bonding home. CreditRepair.com actually does work. We can help you get a second chance at great credit. The consultation is free and includes a free credit score and summary credit report. We'll review your current credit situation right on the phone with a game plan to restore it. Call 800-231-1735. That's 800-231-1735. Again, 800-231-1735. 800-231-1735. People who can afford a LASIK procedure sure are lucky. Imagine being able to throw away your contacts and glasses. Imagine waking up tomorrow with 20-20 vision. Too bad everyone can't afford LASIK. Well, guess what? There's a company that agrees with you. TLC Laser Eye Centers is now offering great prices on high-quality LASIK to make it affordable for everyone. That means you get the latest FDA-approved all-laser LASIK technology for less than what others charge. And if you call right now, we'll schedule a free appointment so you can discover if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Call 1-800-791-2723. Even better, if you're one of the first 100 callers, ask about an extra $400 off your all-laser LASIK procedure. That's $200 off per eye. We've already performed over 2 million procedures. Let us help you. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you deserve for less than what others charge. For your free appointment, call 1-800-791-2723. 1-800-791-2723. 
This is Santos Evizari, host of the weekend program, No Limits. Last year, I had the privilege of traveling to Israel and experience the places that many in the Bible stood upon. This year, Salem Media Group and Genesis Tours is inviting you to join Pastor Alistair Begg on an unforgettable journey of faith and biblical insights following the footsteps of the apostles. This inspiring and luxurious 15-day Mediterranean cruise will take you from Rome to Naples, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and a whole lot more. You will enjoy insightful Bible classes and have the opportunity to pray in some of the Bible's most prominent sites for prices which include round-trip airfare, meals, and your cabin stay, and of course, to see this great itinerary, log on to our website at wezeradio.com or at wrolradio.com and click on the Footsteps of Apostles cruise banner. Join us as we follow in the footsteps of the Apostles and experience the sights of early church like never before. AM 950 WROL Boston, the spirit of Boston. A service of Salem Media Group. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the car doctor program. Well, I got a book the other day, and it kind of reminded me about this, and it says, My Electrician Drives a Porsche. And uh, it made me think about um, an article I read from uh, Craig Fitzgerald on Best Ride. And it is, uh, it's an article about, you know, going, going to school, uh, making a living, and, uh, and doing well. And I believe, on the phone with us, is Craig Fitzgerald. Craig, hey, how are you? I'm good. What's happening? Uh, you know, just uh, just another another day in paradise here at the radio station, overlooking a big giant pile of dirty snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure in February. Isn't it, it, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, hey, so you you just wrote a story on in uh, Best Ride about yep. uh, Mass Bay Community College and and the uh, the. Uh, experience that you can get there and come out with a, if you want, come out with a two-year associate's degree, but also learn how to fix cars. Exactly, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I've always been a, I started out at community college, too, and, and always knew that you know, Massachusetts had a really great uh, vocational technical education program at the high school level, but didn't know a lot about the college level. And I started talking with some of the folks at Mass Bay, and they asked me to come over and, and get a look at um, get a look at their shop and find out what they're doing. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a state of the art facility over there. Mm. Um, <clears throat> not only is it, you know, basic auto mechanics and all that kind of thing that you'd expect from a program like this, but they've got support from, uh, I think five OEMs. So, you know, BMW, uh, Toyota, uh, FCA or Chrysler, yep. and I can't remember what the last one is. No, General Motors. General Motors, that's yeah. right, yeah. So, you know, you've covered like 65% of the, the automotive market right there. And they're, they're training students to come out ready to do warranty work uh, at, at any dealership around. Um, you know, they're sponsored to go into these programs, so there's jobs ready for them when they come out. Um, the starting salary is, you know, I think for the BMW program was, was, you know, 1450 an hour, which is, it's pretty strong money for, you know, coming out after two years, mm. uh, and knowing you can work 
you know, kind of as much as you want at, at the dealer level and then advance, you know, through continuous training programs. It's a really great program. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah my, fa- my father always told me, do whatever you want, but learn, so- learn how to do something else just to right. fall back on. And, right. you know, so learn, you know, learn how to drive a truck, fix something, be a plumber, an electrician, yep. do something. And I, it, it kind of, you know, made me think about this the other day when I got a, a book in the mail that said, my electrician drives a Porsche. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of good techs out there that are making real serious money that can, they can do whatever they want. Right. And, and, you know, compared to the, the private for-profit schools that teach, you know, essentially the same skills. The community college programs are they're they're relatively inexpensive. I mean, they're they're you know it's ten grand a year, right? Uh, and you know that you're when you're out in the field and you're studying for and you're training with a with a mentor at the, at the dealership, you're getting paid for that. So yeah. you can work nights, you can work weekends, you can do you know anything while you're in school to to you know to uh, you know continue to help pay for your education. Um, Snap-on offers a fifty percent discount on their tools uh, when you leave, which is a you're you're expected to have your own tools. So there's an investment in that, um, but you know you, you get a, a pretty significant discount too. Uh, so so what it, it got us started thinking about well, what are the you know what what's the situation around the country? And these programs are pretty much offered in every region. Um, by by those manufacturers, and then Ford is the other one that that really has a a significant stake in their training program. And and the idea we talked to John Fox at um, at Chrysler, and he he kind of turned the light on for me. He said, you know, we're, what we're doing is we're trying to train students. Why they work with the community colleges is because most of the students that go to community college will end up working an hour away from where they went to school. Mm. It's not like they're you know, you get a degree at Harvard and you go to, you know, work in California or anywhere else in the world. You're, you're training students to, to come out and work at the local level, uh, which, which is great. And, and the need is pretty significant. He talked about, you know, 4,000 candidates over three years just for FCA uh, in all the dealerships that they have because they've got people who are in those jobs now who are retiring out. Yeah, they need to fill those jobs. Yeah, and did you see the latest thing where if you're, a, where if you're a uh, Fiat Chrysler employee, they're paying for college now? Yeah, yeah, which is great. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's the other thing is you can you can do these programs and through these through these OEM programs, you can get a lot of this stuff covered. So the one that blew me away, and if you know, if if I didn't live in Alabama, I, I would consider moving to Alabama. Mercedes Benz runs a program down there. Um, there's two of them. There's there's one that's uh, an advanced electronics program, and there's another one called a mechatronics program. Um, they're they're uh, associates degree programs where Mercedes will pay for you to go to school by your third semester. It's you know as long as you keep your grades up, it's it's a hundred percent paid, and you get a job at the factory. You know, work you know building cars for Mercedes down there, and it's a training program to get people from okay, I'm a line employee, and they want to get you up to those senior line positions in a in, in really short yeah. order. And what they told me was a hundred percent of those people that are now running the line came from these programs. They're like 
I mean, they're they're groomed for for exactly that job. Mm. So it's it's uh, it's it's you know really interesting. I know BMW runs one that's similar at, at their at their plant in South Carolina. Um, so you know, there's there's tons of opportunity, and I think it puts a dent in the the trillion dollars worth of college debt we have for for kids coming out with you know four year degrees in English like I did. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I, it's it 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 really is. My uh, my uh, nephew who went to trade school. Uh, came out of school, and his wife went to school, and she has more student debt than their home mortgage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look, when I went to school, uh, you know, when I graduated from Framingham State, it was a, it was a, it was reasonably priced. I graduated in '93, and I commuted there, and I got a college education for short money, and I probably had twelve grand in student loan debt when I left. <laughs> Kids are, you know swimming in debt now yeah. and they can't get out of it there's no default so if you can get an education and and you're not you don't think that you're you know that, that you're you think you're better suited for something where you use your hands and you use your head then these technical programs are really fantastic um you know and and you know there are other programs too there's you know at the high school level, yep. there's plumbing, there's electricity, yep. there's all these kinds of things. But the automotive program is is, is just you know it, there's just such a huge gap in the in the number of uh, a number of people that they need to fill these jobs every year. Yeah, it, it really is. the The senior technicians are are starting to retire. They're not getting the the influx. I was talking. I I do a lot with vocational schools. I'm probably on half a dozen vocational yeah. high school advisory boards, and I talk to them, and they're like, you know, we get kids. You know, we'll get 16 graduates or that go through a program, and you know, four of them are going into the military, right. two of them are going to work for their parents, and the rest are haven't decided what they're going to do with their life, and they're going to go on to college, and right. they're probably not going to continue on with their training that they that they did. And you mentioned it in Massachusetts, we have some of the most unique Votech programs in the country because yep. these kids are in school a week on and a week off kind of learning their trade, which is not the case in, you know, neighboring states like Rhode Island where they just go into shop for a couple hours and that's right. all they get. Yeah, I came out of Shashin Tech in Belreka and it was it, it, it was a fabulous education. I mean, the only the only thing I lacked at, at Shashin Tech was... Maturity? I, I, never got a, no. I never got a foreign language, but I never also never had a study hall either. Never. Yeah. There was, was no such thing. You just worked all day long, yeah. you know? It was it, they were it was a great program and and you know the kids that came out uh, and, and when I was there I graduated in 1986 it was still that point where kids in vocational schools it was kind of like a warehouse for kids that, yep. that couldn't go to college yep. not true anymore those kids are coming out and they're going on to four year education what what John Fox or, or the, the actually what um, uh, Steve Colburn from Mercedes told me. You know the, the the students that are coming out of their their training programs are almost engineers. Yeah. So they get to that level now. You got you get an associate's degree that transfers into other programs. You can do you know you can go on to do other things beyond that. It's a win win situation, I think, for for a lot of students. Um, you know, and, and universally, everybody that I talked to said the biggest problem that we have is the stigma of working on cars. 
or doing some kind of a trade. Right. And it's it's unfair because these these people are making decent money and they're they're productive members of society and they're smart and and they're doing great work. Yeah, I was I was talking to Bobby Tasca one day about his one of his dealerships, and he said there's you know the the people that make the money at the dealership you know it might be the F and I guy the finance guy yeah. who makes a lot of money. He said then it's his tax, and he said yeah. he said at his uh, Cranston Rhode Island dealership he has he said he said I I have at least three guys that are making over a hundred grand. Yeah, exactly right, and and you know especially if you're working in you know working for you know, a brand like BMW or, you know, I mean, that's that's a solid position. And if you're going to be an F&I guy, there's going to be two of those yeah. in the dealership. Yep. You, there's going to be dozens and dozens of, of, of people that are, you know, that, that can get, you know, decent jobs in the tech side and make really decent money. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of interesting. The first guy I ever knew that owned a Viper when they first came out was a tech at a Mercedes dealership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you look around, and, and you know, they're, they're, it's kind of the last bastion for, for people. I mean, it, the dealerships in general, right, you know, they're, they pay people pretty well for the, for the kind of work that they mm. do. But on the tech side, they know that there's a gap there. And if you want to, you know, if, if you want to put the time in, you can really do well there. Yeah, you can. You can, and and although you know the whole industry needs some work because the yeah. the the uh, you know flat rate system is not a great system, yeah, and not. you know there's you know there, there, there's some work that still needs to be done. But the whole idea, like you said, you know people are coming out of programs almost with engineering degrees, and you look at I I and this is years ago, um, and I and. Uh, to try to put it in relative terms, I think what the Herald's written at the sixth grade level, the Globe's yeah. written at the eighth grade level, and the shop manuals for BMW are written like at the sophomore level in college. Right, right. Well, that's the other thing, right? Is is you know you go through a UTI or a WyoTech that all you're involved in is the, is the tech stuff. You come out with an associate's degree. The two biggest benefits I think of an associate's degree are. You know the professional writing, the reading, and uh, public speaking. Yeah. They're, they're all requirements. So you know you're able to at least you know you get a little bit extra you know college level English, and I think it I think it helps everybody out in the long run. I think it makes you a better tech yeah. because you're you're able to read things you know at a higher level, and you're able to you've at least had to. Speak in front of people more than once. Yeah. So it's it's a you know the associate's degree programs I think are you know they're a great start and uh, they 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 turn kids out with with a lot better education than I think are coming out of the you know the the for profit schools yeah. for a lot more money. Yeah, and and the for profit you know there's there's students for every seat and you know there's yeah. going to be students that don't want that they don't want yep. the uh, they don't want the public speaking they don't want the English and math and they yep. want to go in they want to go through the you know 12 months or 10 months or whatever it is yep. come out and get a job and that's there's and that's yep. fine too you know and, yep. but uh but yeah if you have if you have a choice and I noticed you know dealing with Regular high school kids that go to a regular academic high school and going and talking to vocational high school kids, the idea that you know they they get beat up every day if they don't come in prepared to work. They're not yeah. wearing their work clothes. They're not bringing you know what they need with them to work. They're not yep. going to their their co op job on time. And by the time they get out of high school, they actually seem 
compared to kids that go to a regular academic high school, they seem like they have an extra level of maturity that you don't see in in regular high school kids. So that's exactly it. I mean, the, 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 I mean, I, I, you know, I'm I'm speaking from experience, but it was, oh god, it was 35 years ago now, right? When I came out of when I came out of high school at, at the Shashin Tech, even those kids. You know, back in that era when it wasn't, you know, when it was different than it, it is now, those kids were ready to work and they were going to work. You know, that that was the, the deal. And you went every other week. You, you went to a, you know, in your senior year, you went to a co-op job. You were expected to be there. You were paid, you know, fairly while you were studying. They, they were, you know, incredible programs. Yeah. So, you know, and, uh, the other thing that I, I didn't know which I was told at, at Mass Bay, which was a real surprise to me, was if your state doesn't have a comparable program. So say you want to go for the BMW program and, you know, your state doesn't offer that. Mass Bay will run you through as an in-state resident. So mm. that you're not getting charged for the out-of-state oh, residency. Wow. Yeah. I mean, where do you get that? Yeah, you don't get that anywhere. No, and we're and we're pretty fortunate that you know we have Mass Bay that covers so much in Massachusetts. We have right. uh, Quinsigamond Community College with their automotive program. Yep. They run out of Burncoat High School, I yep. think. Yep. And then um, Mount Wachusett Community College, uh, you know, out out at the base of the mountain out there. Yep. Uh, you know, Pete Kaufman's been an instructor out there as long as I know for. 30 years and runs a nice program in a pretty limited space. But right. one of the things they like about that school is the the same idea. The kids get the whole college environment because they right. keep talking about moving that school off site. And they're like, you know, one of the important things is, you know, be able to interact and be able to kind of be part of the whole college thing is important too. So there's exactly. some, there's some great, there's some great choices for uh, young people. And like you mentioned, and everybody I talked to, you know, there's a real need for technicians out there, and not just you know. It, for a while, there it was you know, if you came in on time and you know didn't break anything, you know, yeah. you were you were an okay employee. But now they they want people that really have an idea what they're doing. You know, pick up a yep. pick up a digital voltmeter and know how to use it. Right. And you're going you're only going to get that where you know I talk to teachers in other parts of the country, and basically their high school programs are training the kids to go to a different school where. Here in Massachusetts, the high school programs do really well, and then the post-secondary schools do extremely well. Right. Well, yeah. one of the misconceptions, I think, is when you come out, you know, well, you know, you're going to be the low man on the total pole, and you're going to be changing tires and changing oil for three years. And and you know what? There are plenty of kids that are coming off the street going to work at car dealerships that are going to be doing that. Mm. Right? If you're kind of a program like this, you're authorized to do warranty work, Yeah. which is the bulk of so, – so, you know, think about a GM car. Every single car that GM sells right now has a maintenance program tied to it. So for three years, you're taking care of everything on that car, which never was the case before. So the need for techs that are able to do that kind of work, you know, you, you have to have some kind of GM-backed education to right. do that. Right. Um, or it's, you know, five years of, like, I'll just work my way up from you know, from the tire bay yep. because I just came in off the street. Yeah. No, it, um, it, it makes a lot of sense, and the, the economics of it makes sense. And like you said, the co-op programs, I talk to teachers that they'll send a kid to co-op and they'll go and check on him, and he's sweeping the floor, and they take him out, and he's like, unless he becomes, you know, part of the workforce, I don't want him there. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, exactly. It, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And this, you know, as uh, 
somebody who kind of did it backwards. You know, I went to I went to high school. I didn't go to vocational school because back when I went to school, it really was. Uh, you know, it was a dumping ground for, for students that didn't do well academically. Right. And, and I was no academic superstar by any means, but... Wait uh, a minute now, come on. Yeah, Are I know. Me? I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, what happened was I actually went to uh, ITT Tech, so oh, kind right. of the equivalent of a UTI sort of place up in Chelsea, where um, I, I will say the one thing it taught me was not to be afraid of taking something apart and not being able to put it back together. But right. uh, you know, the level of education compared to some of the the programs that are out there now was nowhere near it. Uh, but yeah. I did get to meet an interesting group of people. But yeah, yeah, yeah right. Prison people that got out of prison yeah. for the day. Uh, <laughs> I still remember their phone number from their ads on Channel Fifty Six. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was uh, it, it was right on the edge of the big Chelsea fire, so it was the only oh, building yeah. within like seven blocks. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The yeah. sign was actually melted from the fire, so it was it was <laughs> it was an interesting place. But it I was bet. but you know back then uh, you know I think I spent every penny I had, and I, I and I and I want to say it was. Two grand, and I went in there literally with a paper bag with two thousand dollars in it. Yeah, and, and that was every penny I had. And yeah. you know, I guess you know, a whole bunch of years later, I could have made a worse decision. So yeah, you got. You, I think you got some value out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose. <laughs> although, although you know, and and you know, for people that don't know Craig, he's uh, he's the editor of the Best Ride uh, blog. You can find it. Is is it my Best Ride on Twitter? It is my my best ride on Twitter and uh, and on Facebook too. Uh, on Facebook too, and yeah. and uh, from time to time, uh, you even throw one of my little commentaries I, in I there. I have got some stuff that I need to get up from you already in the queue. So, oh, there we, we go. Are, uh, yeah. We'll be ready to go with yeah. that. And you can read the story on, uh, just go to Best Ride and then uh, find the, uh, is it still called the blog section? What's it called? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the best, I, I, you know, I, I think the best way to find things is just to, you know, find our Facebook page and, and check the updates there, too. Yeah. Um, you know, because we always post stuff. And we'll post it multiple times there because people seem to have responded really well to it. So Yeah, and, and it's good. And you have uh, yourself who writes a lot of interesting stuff. John Gorham who writes a lot of interesting stuff. Yep. Nicole Wakelin puts stuff up there. Uh, yep. So a bunch of bunch of locals doing some good stuff. So Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we love to use those folks because, yep. uh, you know, they kind of get the region, too. Yeah, and then you throw my stuff in once in a while. Yep, and then yeah. John Paul, too. Yeah, yeah. I, the last one I sent you I thought was pretty interesting. A guy who rolled a car over and wanted to know if he could still drive it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> I, I suppose you probably could. Yeah, I, fig- I figured it would figured be easy for you to find a picture of a car upside down. So. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, completely off subject, uh, so uh, where's the band playing? Uh, we are playing Friday night at the Tavern in Framingham, which is a new place for us, so... Uh, come on out! We're gonna we're gonna be playing with some friends of ours, uh, the Fields Leaders, and it's gonna be a great night. You should come out. I should Friday yeah. night at the tavern. It's and it's not the kind of place I have to fight my way out, is it? No. no? Well, you know this well. place used to be Connery's <laughs> in Framingham, which is like right downtown. It used to be a bar that you know specifically serviced people that came out of the uh, the GM uh, plant. In Framingham. Okay, so all right. It, it, I think they were open at like seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I, great place. Yeah, the, the last, and for our listeners here, the last time I asked Craig what kind of music he played, he said loud. Yeah, 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 that's right. We try not to, we're trying to be less loud. Less loud. More good. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so so uh, the tab so the tavern on Friday night. What time do you guys go on? Uh, we go on when at you show 10:30. up. Uh, the uh, the fearless leaders go on at nine. Uh, it's at 102 Irving Street, which is right outside of uh, downtown Framingham. And and find and find uh, and uh, find the uh, your column and a bunch of other interesting reading on uh, bestride.com or go to your Facebook page, My Best Ride. Correct. All right. All right, John. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. See you. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. That was Craig Fitzgerald. He is the former editor of uh, of Hemmings Sports Car Magazine, associate editor over at Hemmings. He has uh, been a writer in the Boston Globe. He's he's been all over the place, and uh, he's settled in with Best Ride here. And they, uh, I submit usually an oddball question once a week to appear on their blog, and uh, there it showed up. In fact, uh, John Gorham, one of the writers. Uh, quoted me in uh, AAA did a big pothole story this week and quoted me in that and also did a little bit more research to find out why the roads keep falling apart because they're terrible that's why (laughs) why don't we take another break my name is John Paul this is the Car Doctor program if you would like to join us the phone lines are completely open at 617-770-3030 770-3030. If you have a question about your car, maybe you're interested in the technical service bulletin, maybe a guess in how much a repair would cost, give us a call. We'll try to help you with that. We also have some Daytona 500 trivia coming up, too. We'll be right back. Now at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service through February 29th, get up to a $70 mail-in rebate when you buy any four BF Goodrich tires in stock. We stock quality BF Goodrich tires for whatever you drive, like the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAK02 or the Advantage TA, all at great prices and in stock now at Sullivan Tire. Remember to call in for or book online our comprehensive vehicle inspection. Our ASC certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator and antifreeze, inspect your tires and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Right now, don't miss the chance to drive home in a new set of quality BF Goodrich tires and save up to $70 by mail-in rebate, now through February 29th. Sullivan Tire is your BF Goodrich headquarters. Call 877-592-TIRE or visit SullivanTire.com. This is a dealer-funded promotion. See SullivanTire.com or visit a Sullivan Tire location for complete details. If you could choose any school from which to earn your college degree and be on your way to a better life, would you choose a school the Wall Street Journal recognized for producing some of the best qualified graduates, one the Princeton Review ranked as a leader in undergraduate education, and one U.S. News & World Report named number one in the nation for innovation ahead of both MIT and Stanford? Discover why Arizona State University is a clear choice for your future. In addition, ASU Online offers over 100 graduate and undergraduate programs you can take 100% online and on your schedule. You'll receive the exact same curriculum, degree, and prestigious faculty as our on-campus students. For information, call 1-800-720-2358. U.S. News & World Report also ranked ASU in the top 10 best places to earn an online degree. So get started today and learn to thrive with Arizona State University Online. Call today at 1-800-720-2358. That's 1-800-720-2358. 
Dr. Denton Lotz, Senior Pastor of Tremont Temple Baptist Church, invites you to listen every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. for a word from the pulpit of Tremont Temple, right here on the Spirit of Boston, 950 WROL. You're also invited to enjoy warm worship and fellowship every Sunday at 11 a.m. in the Sanctuary of Tremont Temple, 88 Tremont Street in Boston City Center. Tremont Temple's podcasts are available 24-7 at WROLradio.com and WEZERadio.com. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on cash. And welcome back to the car doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston where is Marita today? Do we know? She just... Uh, last uh, last week she said, I'll be in here to do your show and then I'm going to a wedding or something. I don't know. She was going somewhere afterwards, but I guess she decided not Maybe to. she needed more time. And she yeah, she might have needed more time to get dressed or something. So, uh, a couple things. We still have tickets to the AAA Travel Marketplace. It's coming up shortly in a couple weeks. It's the same weekend as the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade down the Cape. So, big remote weekend for us here. We'll be, uh, I'll be broadcasting from Gillette Stadium uh, at the AAA Travel Marketplace. And then, as always, I'm sure the station will be down the Cape in Yarmouth. They're probably Captain Parker's, and they'll probably be over at the Irish Village. So, but if you want tickets to the AAA Travel Marketplace, all you have to do is call up and, and, uh, and just say hi, and uh, they will take your name and address down. And we will get you. We will get you tickets. We'll put them in the mail on Monday or Tuesday, so you have them in plenty of time. Speaking of tickets, interested in what car gets the most tickets? A new survey by Insurance.com crowns the flashy sedan. It's 2016 ticket magnet overtaking last year's winner, and that flashy sedan, the ES300. So, not the newest, but the S300 drivers uh, sped to the top of the list, receiving the highest percentage of tickets in a study. With 33% of the tickets, it says here, Lexus ES300, Nissan 350Z, Dodge Charger SE, SXT drivers were ticketed more often. Drivers receiving uh, the most tickets also made an above-average number of insurance claims, more risk-takers. Cars with lowest percentage of tickets tended to be luxury cars, and in most instances, uh, uh, those were the ones that actually got the least amount of tickets. So, what do we have? We have Lexus ES300 drivers getting 33% of the tickets. Nissan 350Z drivers, again, about the same. Uh, Dodge Charger. Volkswagen Jetta, about 31%. Volkswagen GTI, about 30%. Subaru Impreza, about 30%. Uh, Lincoln LS, that's an older luxury car. Uh, Chevy Tahoe, those drivers weren't doing too good either. Insurance companies often pay more attention to claims than due to traffic tickets when setting rates. Car models with high insurance claims uh, results uh, in higher premiums for everyone. So the least amount of tickets, if you drive a Chevy Encore, you're going to be doing pretty well. You don't get many tickets. Lexus IS350 drivers don't get many tickets. I wonder why that is. Uh, Acura ILX get about 6%. Cadillac ATS 
about 6%. Chevy uh, Express, the van, about 8%. Escalade drivers. You would think if the idea that big luxury SUV drivers are obnoxious, which some other people say, they only get about 8%. Audi A2, about 9%. BMW 320, about 10%. And Land Rover, Range Rover, about 11%. So I guess the theory is go buy a little Buick Encore and drive it like a crazy person and you're not going to get a ticket. If you had a spare $3.5 million, you could have bought the Aston Martin that was in the latest James Bond movie. Uh, the Aston, Aston Martin, a, a make long linked to uh, 007, uh, was one of ten made for the movie that saw Daniel Craig reprise his famous role. In the fourth time, the Aston Martin DB10 car designed for the latest James Bond film Spectra has sold for $3.5 million at auction. So, if you have, if, you know, if you had $3.6 million, you could have bought it. So, if you own a Toyota RAV4, there's a uh, recall to fix a potential problem with seatbelts. The recall affects about 1.1 million RAV4s from 2006 to 2012, and including the RAV4 EV, which I've never even seen, Toyota said in a statement globally, the recall includes about 1.3 million vehicles in North America, about uh, half a million in Europe, about the same amount in China. Toyota is not aware of any issues uh, that led to any crashes or accidents, but is aware of two incidents in North America where a crash occurred and the rear seatbelt separated. One was in the U.S. and resulted in the person riding in the affected rear seat. The other one was in Canada, in which the rear seat occupant unfortunately passed away. The automaker said it's not been able to confirm a direct connection with the recall of the two incidents. It could have just been a result of the crash. In the affected vehicles, the lap and shoulder belts in the right and left second row seats could get cut by a metal seat cushion and, uh, and, and, and could actually break or snap because of that cut in a crash. Should that happen, the severed belt uh, could fail to hold the occupant in place. Consumers will start to be notified in mail starting in the middle of this month. Toyota will cover the metal seat frame with a resin to prevent the issue and inspect the seat belt at the same time. Our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030 is our number. If you want tickets to the AAA Travel Marketplace, just give us a call and talk to Kelly. And she will... Take your name and address down. We'll get those tickets out to you. You can go wander around Gillette Stadium. That's always kind of fun. We're also going to be doing trivia coming up in a few minutes, maybe after the next break. But I want to talk a little bit about the vehicle that got me here today. It couldn't be bigger. It couldn't be more red. Mm -hmm. It happens to be a Chevrolet Silverado 1500 pickup truck. The exterior color is called Red Hot. The interior is called Jet Black and Dark Ash. It's uh, it's a four-door. It's called the LT Crew. It's the 1500 series. It's four-wheel drive. It uh, Let's talk about what, what it comes with here. This one happens to have the upgraded engine, the 5.3-liter V8. The standard engine's a 4.3-liter V6. Transmission's a six-speed automatic electronic power steering. It has a two-speed automatic transfer case. 
airbags all over the place, stability control, traction control, anti-lock brakes, four-wheel disc brakes with Doralife rotors, so a little better lasting brake rotor, uh, tire pressure monitor system, it, which, which all cars have today. It doesn't include it in the spare tire. It also, what's kind of interesting in this, it also have, it has uh, 4G LTE hotspots, so you can use your car as a hotspot. So if you're a contractor and you're out in the middle of a construction site somewhere and you need to look something up on the internet and actually do it on a real computer you can use your car to do it uh, remote keyless entry it actually uses an ignition key as opposed to a push button start it does have remote start which is kind of nice too uh, a decent display it has knobs and buttons for the radio kind of like that same thing with the heater and climate control system it has a navigation system in this model that's tied into onstar so the OnStar system downloads the directions into the navigation system, so that's uh, that's kind of a that's kind of a nice thing. It has um, just a big, comfortable, roomy interior. Uh, big, huge center console. It goes down the road like a two-wheel drive truck. It doesn't feel like a four-wheel drive. It 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 rides pretty smooth and comfortably, even though it has um, you know great big wheels and tires on it. You know, 17-inch bright, you know, aluminum wheels. So big wheels and tires, but it still rides comfortable. Back seat's got plenty of room in it. Uh, you know, it, five adults can fit in this, I would think, with no problem. Uh, it feels somewhat luxurious inside. The seats are not leather. They're a, they're a fabric-type seat and easy to clean. It's, it's a, it's a well-put-together truck. Of course, they don't give trucks away these days. If you want to buy a 2016 Silverado 1500 four-wheel drive LT Crew with the optional 5.3 liter V8. And it's one of those V8s that goes from four cylinders to eight cylinders. Four cylinders to eight cylinders. And you can feel it a little bit, which to some people might be a little bit annoying. But just under $50,000 for this truck. And you're going to get about... 18 miles per gallon overall, 16 city, 22 highway. I think I'm getting just about 19 overall, so I'm probably right right in there. And most of my driving is on the highway. Uh, it does have the backup camera, which is nice. Try not to back into anything. And what's also kind of nice, it has it has uh, 110 volt outlets inside. So if you do want to keep your laptop charged up or anything else that needs to be plugged in, it's... Um, it's good for that, too. Why don't we take another break, pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of trivia, I think. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston. On the other side of the street, I knew Stood a girl that looked like you I guess that's deja vu But I thought this can't be true, cause at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service, we offer the largest variety of quality road-gripping tires at the best prices around. Sullivan Tire is proud to be New England's Michelin Tire headquarters. And now through February 29th, save big on all Michelin tires. Buy any four Michelin tires and receive a $70 mail-in rebate. Michelin tires are known for their great tread design, durability, and handling. So it's the perfect time to save big on such tires as the Michelin Premier AS, Safe When New, Safe When Worn, and the Michelin Premier LTX. Remember to call in for or book online our comprehensive 
vehicle inspection. Our ASC certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator and antifreeze, inspect tire and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Don't miss your chance to drive home in a new set of quality Michelin tires and save $70 by mail-in rebate. Hurry, offer ends February 29th. This is a dealer-funded promotion. See SullivanTire.com or visit a Sullivan Tire location for complete details. Sometimes opportunities come which have the potential for changing your life. Will you recognize it? I'm pastor and businessman David Mitchell. Come join me and my team for a two-day training session where you will learn how to cut out the middleman and manage your own finances. Learn powerful short-term trading strategies for generating cash flow as well as longer-term strategies for more safety. All of these have been passed down for generations in my family. I look forward to sharing these powerful skill sets with you. Perhaps this is the opportunity you shouldn't pass up. New Venture on Wall Street. Build your legacy. Coming to the Marriott Boston Newton, April 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to NVOWS.com. That's NVOWS.com. This is Santos Evizari, host of the weekend program, No Limits. Last year, I had the privilege of traveling to Israel and experience the places that many in the Bible stood upon. This year, Salem Media Group and Genesis Tours is inviting you to join Pastor Alistair Begg on an unforgettable journey of faith and biblical insights following the footsteps of the apostles. This inspiring and luxurious 15-day Mediterranean cruise will take you from Rome to Naples, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and a whole lot more. You will enjoy insightful Bible classes and have the opportunity to pray in some of the Bible's most prominent sites for prices which include round-trip airfare, meals, and your cabin stay, and of course, to see this great itinerary, log on to our website at wezeradio.com or at wrolradio.com and click on the Footsteps of Apostles cruise banner. Join us as we follow in the footsteps of the Apostles and experience the sights of early church like never before. You're listening to The Car Doctor. to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Uh, so I promised we would do some trivia, and it should be Daytona 500-related trivia. I think that makes sense, since we did talk to Eddie Wood from Wood Brothers Racing. I'm telling you, I saw him do a headstand. Pretty impressive for a guy that's 63 years old. But he's not going to challenge Danica to any uh, yoga moves. So, But anyway, name the only two drivers who won both the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. So name the only two drivers that have both won the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. If you know the answer to that, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. If you know that answer, we will give you some kind of prize. You know, we haven't given away a AAA membership in a while. For whatever reason, I, we kind of got out of trivia for a little while. 
And if you did uh, call for tickets to the AAA Travel Marketplace last weekend, I don't think I mailed them out till about Wednesday. So I know somebody called in. Ben called in and wanted to know, and uh, they did go out. They did go out in the mail, and uh, they're probably just a little. They're probably stuck in the mail somewhere. But I mailed them out myself. I put the env- I put the labels on the envelope, and I sent out everybody four. So because they're my tickets, I can give them out. I can give them out. Okay, everybody knows the answer. Let's see what happens. So, um, couple things, couple things in the news. Uh, Bentley, you know that luxury car company. Well, they're still working on a sporty SUV. Uh, out of Rancho Mirage, California, Bentley is developing a sporty or coupe-like version of its. I don't know what they call this other thing, Bentagia. It's also luxury brands. It's their first SUV. Uh, Bentley CEO is said advanced design engineer work on a performance enhanced fastback variant, and it's underway. Although the program still needs formal approval, but yeah, it looks like they're a Bentley SUV, and it may get a it may get one that's a little bit of a fastback design, but still truly an SUV. We'll have to wait and see what that's all about. I don't personally get it, but I guess considering where Bentleys get sold these days, it may have... Uh, it, uh, people may just want them, but Bentley sales... Uh, global sales have topped 10,000 vehicles three straight years in a row, and the 2016 volume uh, hit a record high. So, um, sort of sort of interesting that people buy it. It looks like it's going to be a... 10-speed, says EXP 10-speed 6-concept coupe. Uh, so there's a coupe design. There's going to be a, 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 all kinds of different versions of it. I don't know. Pretty interesting. So, trivia question. Only two drivers have won both the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. Who are they? And I will let you know they're both old-timey type drivers. No one knew. We'll put it that way. Well, Volkswagen says they're uh, they're going to use an electric vehicle uh, drivetrain. Volkswagen will build a production version of its Bud E electric vehicle concept, according to a senior Volkswagen executive. The microbus-inspired Bud E debuted last month at the. Um, at a couple of different shows, including way back several months ago at the Consumer Electronics Show. So. We'll see what it really looks like. It's smaller than I thought it was going to be. When I when I saw it, I expected it to be more microbus size, like old time microbus size from like the sixties or seventies. And it's a it's kind of like think of a tall Volkswagen Golfish sort of thing. So, uh, speaking of electric vehicles, uh, others could use Chevy Volt's powertrain. General Motors could supply the gasoline electric powertrain used in the redesigned two thousand sixteen Chevrolet Volt. To other automakers, said uh, the powertrain chief, we want to be a partner of choice in the production uh, system development and said they're willing to start to share. So access to GM's hybrid technology could be a lifeline for smaller automakers lagging in electrification such as Fiat Chrysler, Subaru, Mazda, Mitsubishi, Jaguar, Land Rover. Although Jaguar, Land Rover's got some plug-in hybrids um, ready. A ready-made hybrid powertrain could save those companies billions in development, labor costs. Interesting to see what can happen. 
Let's see. Let's see if we have an answer to trivia here. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Let's try Rich. Rich, is that you? Yes, it is me, John. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? I'm not complaining. It's a Saturday morning. It's a Saturday morning, and you don't have to shovel. Yeah, well, that was my next comment. I'm not shoveling today, so I'm very happy. Big smile on. There you go. thought I'd throw it a shot, long shot on your question. Uh, I'm going to guess Mario Andre and Pinelli Jones. You're halfway there. <laughs> That's not quite good. Halfway there. So I'll tell you what. We'll put you on hold because you're halfway there. We'll we'll send you half a prize. <laughs> okay. All right? That's good. All right. You, good sir. try, though. Yep. Take care. All right. So somebody will take down Rich's number or address. And let's go over to line two to George. George, is that you? Yes. Can you repeat the question so I'll okay. make sure I got it? Okay. Only two drivers have won both the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. Who are they? Mario Andretti and A.J. Foyt. You are absolutely correct. Very good. Very good. So I'll tell you what. We'll put you on hold. You'll get the grand prize, which is a AAA membership. How's that? Wonderful. All right. So stay right there. Okay. Okay. We'll let, uh, we'll let, we'll let the team go to work here and uh, get your... Get your information. So, a couple other things in the news worth noting: cheap oil drives changes in the industry, according to Automotive News. It says here, for more than a year, low gasoline prices have been adding extra froth to the nation's steadily rising auto sales. Dealers and automakers have enjoyed a surge in sales of high-margin SUVs and pickup trucks. Yes, they make more money. When they sell SUVs and pickup trucks, Ford Motor Company, General Motors, other automakers are reporting record North American profits when the industry reports uh, sales. In fact, uh, still number one selling vehicle in the country, Ford F-Series trucks, followed by GM trucks. So trucks are still selling extremely well. Definitely crude oil prices have impacted us, said Michael Dale, owner of a Ford dealership in Texas. The consumer has gone into a little bit of a cautious mode out there because they're being more affected by making of oil rather than the prices. So it's slowed down their economy. So in places like Oklahoma, Texas, Pennsylvania, and Colorado, where a lot of the jobs are related to the oil industry, they're feeling a little bit of a pinch. But out here in the East Coast, people are enjoying getting gas for dollars fifty-nine a gallon or less in some cases. So, interesting, interesting little bit of news there. The other thing is some of the other luxury cars, luxury cars are still popular at the just past Detroit Auto Show. Acura, Audi, BMW, Buick, even Chevrolet showed off some luxury vehicles at the show. So uh, luxury is still a big part of what is going on these days. So if you have a question about your car, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617 617- 7703030 speaking of trucks the Chevrolet Silverado that got me here today nice truck but Ford's not resting with their number one sales what they're saying is they're testing an F150 diesel version so a half ton diesel to be competitive with the Dodge well Ram truck part of Chrysler FCA I guess Fiat Chrysler Association and uh, they they stopped calling their Dodge trucks, Dodges, and they call them Rams. But they have come out with a light-duty half-ton 
diesel, and Ford says they may do the same thing. Uh, a diesel version of the F-150 pickup as early as next year. Diesel-powered test trucks have been spotted near the company's product development center in Dearborn. That's actually kind of an interesting thing. When you're out in the Dearborn area, you actually see all of the test cars that are driving around with the weird graphics on them and wrapped in all kinds of funny paper and cover-ups, and so you can't really tell what they are. And I always thought, you know, the, the spy photos you saw... People are really spying. But, in fact, they're just driving around. <laughs> they're, they're going to get coffee with them and things. So uh, Ford spokesman, spokesman decide, declined to comment. But uh, Auto Pacific analyst uh, Dave Sullivan says plans to call the diesel-powered F-150 uh, with the new 10-speed automatic transmission co-developed by General Motors. And Ford could launch sometime in the 2017 model. The likely diesel for the Ford F-150 is a 3-liter twin-turbo V6 made in England. When redesigned, the aluminum body F-150 arrived in late 2014. Its fuel economy numbers were a little bit disappointing. The most fuel-efficient F-150 is powered by a 2.7-liter V6, but they expect uh, this diesel engine to be as competitive as the Ram, maybe with 29 miles per gallon on the highway. So we'll have to wait and see. Our phone number is 617 3030 617 3030 Let's talk to Dan. Dan. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I have a question. Um, I have a Toyota Highlander, and um, we, we've brought it into a shop, and they're, they're telling us that it's burning oil. So um, it, it only happens occasionally. So, you know, sometimes when it's been cold out in the morning, we start it up and a lot of black smoke comes sort of pouring out of the back. Mm-hmm. Now, lately that seems to sort of have gone away with the cold weather. But the, when it really seems to happen the most now is for some reason, like, if we accelerate and take, like, a like a turn. Like, if you're at a red light, mm. red light and, you know, you go to, to take a quick turn and you put on the gas, a ton of black smoke seems to come out. Whereas most of the other time, it doesn't happen. It's only kind of when we take a turn. Mm. What year? What year is this? It, it's a, uh, a two thousand and two thousand and thirteen Toyota Highlander. Really? Yes. How many miles are on it? Uh, only seventy five thousand. And has it had regular routine maintenance? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard of any real problems. And, you know, from what you describe, it sounds, you know, the whole, like, kind of going around a corner. At first I was thinking, you know, jumping to conclusions. I'm saying, I'm thinking, well, this is like uh, 1980, you know, 1999 version. It's got 300,000 miles on it. It hasn't had the oil change. It's all full of sludge. But this doesn't make sense at all. Um, Mm -hmm. How much oil does it actually use between oil changes? Well, I mean, we're kind of checking it every couple of days. It's funny, if we go on a long trip, you know, uh, then, you know, it can go through a couple of quarts. You Mm -hmm. know, like if we, um, you know, if you drive up to New Hampshire or things like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but if it's kind of more local driving that we're doing, you know, it's it's every, you know, a couple of thousand miles or so. So a couple thousand miles of local driving and you're going through a quart or two of oil and that's about it. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And and the place actually said that it seems like it's kind of all gummed up, and and it, there's pro- probably not really much that they can do, and we'd probably be better off trading it in. I mean, is there is there anything that can get rid of sludge and in and in, in, uh, in your? Yeah, I, I, without 
depending on what it is, I mean, you could you could go to an auto parts store and there's uh, there are some engine flush. You know, it's basically just like a, a really, uh, you know, just a real high quality kerosene that you sort of put in the engine. You get the engine good and hot and then you drain it out right away. And that might wash away some of the sludge that's in there. Okay. Uh, have they done a compression test to the engine at all? Uh, you know, I don't know if I, if they did, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. I, what I would want to see is a compression test and a cylinder leak down test. And okay. that's going to tell us whether the valves and piston rings are in good shape. Okay. If the valves and piston rings are in good shape, the next thing to think about would be uh, engine valve seals. Engine valve seals, uh, the, the valves that go up and down inside the cylinder head, the valve seals fit around the stem of the valve, and what they do, their whole purpose in life, is to keep oil from getting sucked into the engine. And, you know, valve seals, again, that's something that I normally think about with a car with, you know, with a lot of miles on it, not not like yours that doesn't have a lot of miles on it. And, you know, and I suppose it could also be something like... um, you know, a valve guide or something. But here's the problem: if if you said to me, if if uh, if if you came into Kelly's repair shop here, because Kelly's uh-huh. Kelly's quite the mechanic, she really yep. is. But if you came into Kelly's repair shop and you said, you know what, Kelly, I think it's time to replace the valve seals in my car. Yeah. And the intake seals are the ones that usually go. And there's you know, and there's there's uh, a few of those, and they're probably $60 worth of parts and some valve cover gaskets. It's 26 hours labor to replace them. Wow. So, you know, Kelly Kelly's pretty reasonable. She only charges $100 an hour at her shop. But, you know, all of a sudden now you're looking at three grand, right. and you're still sort of just taking a chance that that's the problem. Right. That's a, right. That's a lot of money. Right. right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, oh, God, we're still paying off the car. <laughs> exactly. I, I think at this point, if it is sludge, if it is something like a, a, an oil control ring that's sticking, I probably would try some engine flush just to see what happens. Okay. Then I would change, you know, change the oil, maybe even do it again and change the oil. And then what? Uh, if you haven't yet, I would probably switch, even though it sounds counterintuitive i would probably switch over to synthetic oil okay only because synthetic oil when it burns doesn't really smoke oh okay so you won't at least it'll still burn oil but you won't see it yep so and that may and the synthetic oil is a little bit better cleaner so if it is a if it is piston rings that are gummed up for some reason the synthetic oil may help a little bit too but short of that um you know you know if you said to me you know what? Hey, I think this might be my fault. I've had this. I've had this truck since 2013. It's got 75,000 miles on it, and I changed the oil um, never. Then I'd yep. say, well, there's the issue. Right. You know, you just didn't do the maintenance. The rings are all stuck. They're all gummed up, and that's where the problem is. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you've done some routine maintenance on it, yeah. Um, and it's only you know 2013 to me is still a new vehicle. Right. Exactly. You know, if you if you didn't have 75,000 miles on it, it would be under warranty. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm at a little bit of a loss. My my guess is it's got a bad, you know, if it's not the rings are gummed up, then it's got some bad valve guide seals in there for some reason. But just a, there's no, 
you know, in in uh, there used to be uh, in some in some engines you could actually do a fairly easy way to do valve guides. You'd pull the valve covers off. You'd fill the cylinders full of air. You'd push the valves up. You'd take the uh, the uh, valve springs off. You were able to replace the seals and to do you know it might be a half a day's worth of work. But twenty six yep. hours flat yeah, rate time twenty six hours is a is a really really long time to do that and. Um, Especially when you're not sure if that's... Yeah, you know. exactly, exactly. Right. But if the compression comes out good, the cylinder leak down test comes out good, the only other possibility really is that the, uh, the, the, system is, uh, the system is just the seals are bad. The only other thing I would look at, and I always look at this with, with oil consumption issues, is every car has some sort of a PCV system, something to help ventilate the crankcase. And if the if there is too much crankcase pressure building up, the PCV valve or whatever type of system this uses, that could still that could still cause, you know, that could be still part of the problem. But I would have I would have thought at this point somebody would have looked at that. I mean, it's it's not it's not that you know it's not that big a deal. But there is a there is a PCV valve, and the other possibility is if. If it was replaced and it was the wrong one or something was stuck, the PCV valve, because what it does is it literally takes fumes out of the engine and reburns them. If that's partially open at times, that's going to that's gonna also cause an oil consumption issue. So I would okay. look real real simple. The PCV valve, you know, it sits in the intake manifold side, and uh, it's, it's, it's an easy one to check. And I, I would have thought hopefully they did that. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's a great. that's a that's a six dollar part, and it probably takes fifteen minutes to replace it. So, okay, okay, yeah. Well, I'll I'll get the compression, make sure we've had the compression yep. test and the cylinder. Yeah, and definitely and definitely check the PCV valve too. And the PCV. Yeah, valve. because right. those are those are sort of you know when you look at a a, a newer engine that's got an oil consumption problem, either something actually just broke, which is odd for a Toyota product, <laughs> or you know, or it's. You know something weird that somebody's just overlooking because they're just so not used to it. Then it could be a PCV valve. It could be okay. that. It could be that weird. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with it, and let Thank us know you how you make out. Uh, appreciate the advice. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye bye bye now. Our phone number six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. I need to sip a little bit of tea. So, if it's okay with Karen, can we take a break? She says okay. So it is. You know, uh, I'm you know I'm like the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500 and the Woods Brothers Racing. I have a whole pit crew here. Who's the crew chief, though? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. <laughs> we'll be right back. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL. On the other side of the street, I knew stood a girl that looked like you. I guess that's deja vu, but I thought this can't be true because you moved to West L.A. or New York or Santa Fe or wherever to get away from me. Does it seem like you never have time to do the higher things in life, like being creative, helping a ministry, or just visiting more with your loved ones? Instead, you get home from work tired, you watch a little TV, you go to bed, and the next day you do it all again. If you had more free time, what would you do with it? I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of New Venture on Wall Street. At New Venture, we believe the best way to gain time freedom is through investing, not by working for someone else. Come join us for a two-day training session. 
You'll learn biblical business principles combined with a powerful trading skill set that could help you free up some of your time. Coming to the Marriott Boston Newton, April 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to NVOWS.com. That's NVOWS.com. This is Santos Evizari, host of the weekend program, No Limits. Last year, I had the privilege of traveling to Israel and experience the places that many in the Bible stood upon. This year, Salem Media Group and Genesis Tours is inviting you to join Pastor Alistair Begg on an unforgettable journey of faith and biblical insights following the footsteps of the apostles. This inspiring and luxurious 15-day Mediterranean cruise will take you from Rome to Naples, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and a whole lot more. You will enjoy insightful Bible classes and have the opportunity to pray in some of the Bible's most prominent sites for prices which include round-trip airfare, meals, and your cabin stay, and of course, to see this great itinerary, log on to our website at wezeradio.com or at wrolradio.com and click on the Footsteps of Apostles cruise banner. Join us as we follow in the footsteps of the Apostles and experience the sights of early church like never before. Now at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service through February 29th, get up to a $70 mail-in rebate when you buy any four BF Goodrich tires in stock. We stock quality BF Goodrich tires for whatever you drive, like the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAK02 or the Advantage TA. All at great prices and in stock now at Sullivan Tire. Remember to call in for or book online our comprehensive vehicle inspection. Our ASC certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator and antifreeze, inspect your tires and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Right now, don't miss the chance to drive home in a new set of quality BF Goodrich tires and save up to $70 by mail-in rebate. Now through February 29th. Sullivan Tire is your BF Goodrich headquarters. Call 877-592-TIRE or visit SullivanTire.com. This is a dealer-funded promotion. See SullivanTire.com or visit a Sullivan Tire location for complete details. AM 950 WROL Boston, home of the Irish Hit Parade, Saturdays 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. A service of Salem Media Group. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. We got a uh, our buddy, our buddy Jay Davidson. Uh, he is uh, he's a guy who supplies the two hundred mile an hour wax, by the way. And he said, and he sent me an email response to your commentary about cars, the old days versus today. And he says, now for the rest of the story. After restoring ten vehicles and keeping uh, the two best, I have credibility to comment. Which sure, absolutely. Today, yes, today we're getting three hundred percent better miles per gallon, better and long lasting spark plugs. Hey, look, Irish music. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, ninety nine cent, ninety nine percent less emissions, better fuel management, safer vehicles, more horsepower, better AC systems, better charging systems. Here's the downside: funny things happen just after you're out of warranty. 
Power locks stop working. $300 repair. Transmission start to act up. $4,000 repair. Overheating in a modern car will take no survivors. Well, that is true. Aluminum engines, when they overheat, bad things happen. Many cars have multiple oxygen sensors at $75 each. Uh, like those xenon headlights, better not blow the power pack, $500. Electronic data recorders in every car, they know where you are. Well, that's not really true. Electronic data recorders, real electronic data recorders, only record about 30 seconds before and after a crash. They don't necessarily track where you are at all times. Now, OnStar, MySync, things like that, they have that possibility. But electronic data recorders are only designed to... Uh, save information before and after a crash uh, or before and after a, a almost crash. If you, if you trigger two out of the three sensors that deploy the airbag, the data recorder will work. Um, let's see. Need rear struts, a good pair install, 450 Same for the front. Plug converter and piping, $600. Unless, uh, that's what he says. Actually, it's could be a lot more than that. Bad anti-lock brake pump. I can go on and on. Now, back to 1965. I believe 1965 was a pinnacle year for Detroit. All three companies restyled. Some of the most gorgeous cars were built in 65. The 65 Impala was a styling gem, as was the 65 Galaxy and 63 Polara. Um, I've always been a 61 Chevy fan myself, but that's just me. Overheat them. Uh, let's see. Where else are we here? Um... Like doing your own tune-ups, uh, plugs, wires, fuel filters, forget it. In some new cars, you must take off the top of the motor to get to the plugs. Yeah, but the good thing is they can be in there for a long time. Antique cars are much more fun to drive. You can now upgrade the fuel and ignition systems. My days of rebuilding carburetors are over. My 59 T-Bird, I've installed a new Harley 4 barrel carburetor coupled with an electronic ignition system. The T-Bird performs like any new vehicle. Add radial tires and anti-sway bar, and you have not, and you have now brought the vehicle up to 2016, and will go up in value every day you own it. So that is his thought about old cars versus new. But there always has to be a compromise, and some of it is emissions, some of it is safety, some of it's miles per gallon, and they all they all go in together. So, but uh, I always like Jay's opinions on stuff, and that's why I read them. Used car prices, speaking of used cars, uh, despite a slight dip, wholesale used car prices last month remain robust. Why do you think they're leasing all these cars for $169, $79, $89, $99 a month? Because they want them when they come off the lease so they can put them in the used car market to get more used cars on the road. After five consecutive months of increases, Mannheim used vehicle value index in November stood at 121.1, edging down slightly from where it was. The index measures changes in used car vice prices and is adjusted for vehicle make, mileage, and time of year. Uh, last year, used car analysts predicted that prices would soften in 2015, mostly because of an increase in the number of off-lease vehicles. This hasn't happened. People are holding on to their cars. Uh, did not defy market realities. Uh, he said dealers would continue to report quick turns and strong financing and insurance outcomes in their used vehicle operations. Add higher volume of trade-ins and inspected new vehicle sales hit records. And the result has been more retail profits than wholesale losses. Some uh, lessers are, some leases are still posting gain on sales. So we'll wait and see. Uh, but it's kind of interesting that what could really happen. 
There is a uh, uh, something I've heard about a couple of times now. It is a uh, head gasket repair stuff, and I haven't tried it yet, and I haven't talked to anybody of who who has tried it for a long term, but it's called the Ultimate Head Gasket Repair. It's from a company called K-Seal. I think I mentioned it in one of my columns. Uh, latest development from K-Seal, uh, the coolant leak repair specialist, is a dedicated head gasket block and repair system. It's called the Ultimate. It was developed in response to overwhelming demand from distributors and will permanently fix leaks in head, head gaskets, and block. The unique formulation is compatible with all types of antifreeze, including waterless coolants. Simply shake the bottle, pour it into the cooling system, hot or cold, run the engine, and the leak is repaired in minutes. No need to flush or drain the system. It couldn't be easier. According to this ad, if your customer's head gasket starts leaking, recommend K-Seal's Ultimate permanent head gasket repair this award-winning product makes a repair and it's permanent why i read this is i'm hearing more and more subaru owners that have leaky head gasket problems and i've been told prices you know people have told me anywhere from 1600 to two thousand dollars you didn't tell me it's after 10 o'clock sully's sitting here quietly minding his own business i'm getting paid though you're getting paid yeah you're getting paid. Well, I'm just out here like babbling away. That's all right. You, you're fascinating. I love listening to you. I just <laughs> want to know if the, the the thing knows you're going to get into a crash 30 seconds ahead of time. Yes. Why doesn't it just say, hey, dummy, you're going to get into a crash? It, it tries that, but most people don't pay attention. Oh, okay. Hey, so That's what's like up me. for the Irish Hit Parade today? I don't know, but I have like three minutes less time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry about that. You know, There's a whole bunch of people going, would he just shut up and would they play some Irish music? Well, we're going to. All right. Okay. I, I love this part of the show. All right. So does Joanne. Joanne loves, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what she always. Part. That's what she always says. Oh, I, did, I, did, I didn't catch the first. Uh, I didn't catch the first eighty-five minutes of your show, but I got the last five. So, I heard that last week. Yeah, kind of told me that. Kind of hurt a little bit, but. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the very best in Irish music coming up right now with Paul Sullivan and the Irish Parade. By the minute, that's why you were doing it. <laughs> My dick is. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye.